You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. You are back on the airwaves with us. The boys. The boys. Jonathan, how are you? Sugar and Spice. How are you doing, Spice? I'm good. How are you, Sugar? <laughs> Give me some sugar. I actually kind of like that song. I know. That was fun. It was kind of bluesy and fun. It was. It was. Right? Gets good. us in the mood for some good old Sunday Sunday morning, afternoon, I guess, uh, radio I time. I always feel like it's morning, too. I know. Well, it's so early. A little chit-chat. Yeah. We need a little grass. brunch. Uh, anyway, oh Sunday gosh, morning. Here yes. we are. It's the holiday weekend. It is. Lots of people, people getting tomorrow off. People say it's holiday, and every time they say, "I'm like Christmas already," because I just That's always forget think, that yeah. Memorial's just. It is a holiday. War I just forget about Christmas. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so over oh, that. But no, it's Memorial Day. It is. It's, it's been fun. a, a yeah. huge week. So, what have you done so far? Uh, I worked all of the week. And that's yes. all I've done so far. That no, um, <laughs> you and I actually went out to lunch uh, yesterday. Yeah. We went to Mod Pizza. Mod Pizza. I've never Mod been pizza. there. You've never been there? Yeah. And, no. and you liked it? You got I the loved it. I got the salad pizza, pizza salad, which I have never seen or uh It is, gotten, first of all, gigantic. Huge, yeah. And so you cannot, I don't care, you don't eat that much salad. And the, the bread is what's really it. Yeah. Because they, yeah. they put this. They put a salad on a, a pizza thin bread. crust bread. Yeah. And then they put Asiago cheese, they put that in the oven, and then you put anything you can imagine yeah. on your salad, which that made me happy. Oh, it's good. Um, yeah. But it also just, you can eat it mm-hmm. for days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. don't eat all the bread in one day, because that'll be, that'll <laughs> bad, be bad. Yeah, bad idea. I also need to say, do you know what I discovered? Huh. So, you know, I love cabbage salsa. Oh, my gosh. Except you apparently do. you, you really don't do. call it that. So, anyways, I have not been able to find it at a what Mexican is it restaurant then? over here. Hold on. We're okay. It's a story. You have to build up. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, can, I've, I found it at like one Mexican restaurant yeah. here in town. In Wenatchee, where I grew, well, where I went through most of my teen years, yeah. um, it's everywhere. You right. can have it at any restaurant. So, I remembered the one restaurant we'd had it from. So, yesterday I'm like, okay, I'm hangry, yeah. which is never good. But I don't want to break, so what do I really want that actually wouldn't be bad for me? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I remember. I love cabbage salsa. So I called the place. I find the thing, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, do you have this? The girl on the other end of the line is like, I have no idea what you're talking about, except in a very strong right. uh, Hispanic Spanish. accent. Yeah, right. So I'm trying to understand her. She, uh, she can't understand me because I'm asking for something that she's never heard of. Right. So we finally come to the conclusion. You have to call it... Pico de gallo with cabbage. Con cabbage. Okay. That's what, right? That's easy. It? Easy solution yeah. that has eluded me for years. That's it. So you're, you just four asked years to I've put been cabbage in pico de gallo. This. No. Because pico de gallo really is a, the saucy salsa, yeah. and the cabbage salsa is nothing like it. But you just say pico de gallo, which I guess means, I don't know, uh, salsa type thing. <laughs> uh, with cabbage, so it's a different thing, but you just okay. make sure you add cabbage. All even right. though I asked for cabbage salsa, and apparently, but they you have can... never heard of what you're talking about. If you say pico de gallo <laughs> with, with cabbage, you're like, oh, oh yeah, of yeah. course. That's <laughs> Anyways, I right. can get a 32 right. ounce container of it for like five oh my bucks. Gosh. So what? I will be living there. That's you can forward wow. all my mail. <laughs> so I got some, it was just amazing. Oh my so gosh. I just want to yeah. share and. You just have to watch your carbs with veg, with veggies, but with veg, still, still, yeah, it, mm. mm-hmm. and it saved me from eating 
eight pounds of pasta because I was go. hungry. Yeah. So yeah. it worked. Look at you go. Yeah, you every go. time we go to Mexican, you always ask for it, and they never have it. And never. I'm like, they look I at don't me even. Like, b- I'm crazy. I didn't even believe they had like cabbage sauce was a real thing. Right. How many times they denied it? Exactly. Oh, like, mm. And now we know it's all yeah. reliant on where you put the word cabbage in the sentence. Apparently, That's apparently it. it's that, very crucial. Houston, have you ever heard of cabbage salsa or or what I'm talking about? No, <laughs> pico de gallo con cabbage. Nope. So you're with them. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening right now. You were on the line with that young lady who took my call. (laughs) You're looking at her like, no. He's crazy. It's when you just hang up. I don't know what you're talking about. It's weird because three hours away in Wenatchee, you can't go to a restaurant without without it. Cabbage sauce, And then over here in Spokane, Spokane people don't know what I'm talking about. Huh. And I feel sad for you. It makes me cry at night. Interesting. It does. <laughs> I, I, I Very mean, few things do I feel thankful yeah. for Wenatchee for. Just kidding, it's Wenatchee. Cabbage sauce <laughs> is the one thing, huh? There That's, are some great people. Uh, it's just very small. You know, I, I thought salsa is just salsa, but apparently it's a big no, enough deal that you have to... Big, okay. Well, all right. All right. let's be honest. So we went to Mod Pizza right. because it's a cool, trendy place. It's I fun. always let you introduce me to cool, trendy, right? Mm-hmm. So we go up to South Hill and do yeah. this. It is a lot of fun. It's a great place. Um, and it's also healthy options because yeah. also, as always, you are my guidance my guidance counselor through <laughs> the world of healthy, <laughs> okay. basically. And I'll I'm t- at I'll fat camp. It. And that's what's happening right <laughs> so, so that's oh, what we've gosh. been going through. Yeah. Right? Eight pounds yeah. down. There you go. Look at you. Don't laugh. I'm going to high five you, but it's going to make a sound right. so we won't. <laughs> That's uh, it. Yeah, eight pounds down. I have Look eaten healthy uh-huh. all week. Okay. It was very hard. All right. And I'm learning. You are? That it's hard okay. to eat all the... I go extreme. I'm an extremist. Yeah. I don't know if you need a spell. No, you are. Right? So now that I'm on a strict diet, I don't eat enough calories. By the time you know it's time for bed, I'm like, why do I still have 800 calories left? Yeah. And then you have to eat your fridge. Yeah. And then healthy you're like, I wise, will eat four apples right now. wise yeah. You have to eat mm-hmm. your fridge. It's mm-hmm. very hard. You mm-hmm. healthy people. I don't get it. Then you and Houston are over there talking about, well, we're going to go hiking. And we're going to do all these active <laughs> things. And I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> just tired from just oh choosing God. what to eat. But hiking is so much fun. Have you? How? When was the last time you went on a hike? Yeah. 19. Yeah, 1978. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I was three. Yeah. <laughs> I went on a hike, but I was carried mostly by my mother. So we were broke. Exactly. We no, I love the outdoors. Right. I, but I'm also a warrior. Okay. So I'm like, well, I mean, you can get, well, if Houston can survive, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> then, he, then, Houston's allergic to everything in the sun. Everything. Because yeah. I'm thinking about snakes and I'm thinking about spiders and I'm thinking about, you know, bees and. And then I just think about Houston because yeah. he has survived all. Here's if the thing. I can do it, you can do yeah. it. Exactly. The, so, yeah. Houston, you haven't been eaten by a cougar yet. No. Nope. Going, going, no. and you go hiking all the time. Uh, Although we no. learned pre show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No, no. You go hiking sometimes, and when you go, you go to one place. Yes. You have yeah. your place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not over an by Stevens hiker, but no. Stevens Creek. Stevens Creek. Oh, Creek. Creek. Yeah. Pr- Creek is not Creek. a real. I don't know thing. what that is. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that a rock formation that I don't know about? <laughs> that I've never. Well, <laughs> let's face Creek. it. You have a big plan tomorrow. You're going to climb. <gasps> yes. A mountain. I'm going to climb a mountain. I'm going to hike all the way up with a friend. And it's called an ultra. Yeah. It's it's an ultra ultra prominent peak. 
and it's the only one in eastern Washington, so I'm excited about it. Well, I am going to go out on a limb and say half of our listeners know what that means, and the other half are with me. Yeah, It's kind of uh, like the cabbage you know. salsa debate, so explain <laughs> to people what an ultra peak is. Well, so an ultra prominent peak is basically one that sticks out really high. That's that's the basics of it. It's like 2,000. But not only really two, high, it's, it's like. Yeah, it's higher than the rest of the mountains. It's okay. 2,000 uh, feet from, you know, the base slash all the other mountains around it. Like Mount Rainier, you know how it sticks out really high? Mount Rainier is an ultra po- oh. prominent peak, yeah. I could only call myself yeah. ultra by those standards if I hung out with kindergartens. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. There you go. Yeah. You stick so, out. So, okay, so you're going to go do mm-hmm. that and survive. That and survive. You're going to be able to see tough. Canada. Canada, I'll be able to see, obviously, Washington, uh, Idaho, Montana. Right? That's, yeah. that's a big deal. It is. It so is. So, Houston, does it make you want to broaden your hiking horizons? No. no. <laughs> He's not convinced. <laughs> I love your answers oh, today. Oh, gosh. Like, nope. No. <laughs> not at all. I'm a little off No today. interest. Yeah. That's <laughs> no. all right. No interest Well, hopefully someone else will go hike a mountain is tomorrow. Is it going to be... Huh. What's the weather tomorrow? Anybody? It's going to be warm. It's, it's be warm. It, yeah, it's supposed to be seventies. Is it going to be clear skies? Well, I don't know. Because let's <laughs> tell a story. <laughs> oh no! Let's tell. This is hilarious to me. <laughs> I have been in a positive mood. It, uh, it apparently it wanes now and then. No, it's good. <laughs> but it's in good. a positive mood. Yesterday we were going outside of Mod's Pizza. We were leaving, and there, everybody who's been who was in Spokane yesterday, it was breezy but not freezing, and you know there were clouds. There were clouds. There were a lot of cloud felt, covered. I thought it felt really nice outside until we're leaving and I go to Sergey. Such a beautiful day. And I get the side eye, first of all, for Sergey. He's like, uh, it's cloudy. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. He was judging me so hard. I was not. Right. I was just telling you, look, I don't know if you noticed, but it's not right, that nice. Right? There's clouds. It's a horrible Hello. day, Jonathan. Horrible day. But now uh, I'm going to spend about a week and a half, I'm going to say, and just every once in a while, I'll just look at Sergey and be like, it's cloudy. It's cloudy. And he's going to love every minute of it. I will not. Nope. That's you when Houston's no comes in. Yeah. No. Houston, yeah. what are your plans for tomorrow for Memorial Day? Uh, not much. We have a friend who came up from Walla Walla. Oh, that's fun. And so, uh, I know they're going to go on a motorcycle ride. Ooh. Okay. But that's... That's fun. It. Okay. Well, are so you going on it or uh, are you allowed on a motorcycle? Because no, I got to stay home and dog prone. sit. Oh, okay. oh do-, do you want to bring the dogs on a hike to a mountain? No. we could hike a mountain I with the dogs. I don't know. Yeah. You have a wiener dog. I don't think the wiener yeah, dog would do very good no, hiking. Not very good, yeah. I could, what's the name of the wiener dog again? Liesel. Yeah, Liesel. I'm going to go out Liesel. on a limb having Liesel. my own Dotson that she, Liesel probably wouldn't enjoy no. that. No. <laughs> probably not. She, yeah. I mean, she enjoys going on walks, but yeah. probably not probably climbing not hills. It's the climbing yeah. part that Roscoe has issues with. He's right. Like, well, yeah, he has to hop upstairs. Yeah. And then he's like, I can't. And he just sits down. And then looks at <laughs> just me, refuses. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Carry me, please. I'm done. I'm small enough. Yeah. Houston is on his 11th, right? Yeah. 11th blog. We talked vlog. about your blog. Vlog. Oh, I'm sorry. Your vlog last week. You're right. It's a video <laughs> blog. Yeah. That's a, that's there we go. Blog. We talked about your vlog last week. We invited everybody to go take a peek. Well, the 11th yeah. one that includes a prank. Yes. Yeah. On I your prank parents. My parents. Oops. You prank them hard, but. What did they you do? Don't do? Find this. out, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> what did his dad do in reaction? <laughs> it's, except it's not up yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it will be though. It will. So yeah. that, that's why they have to stay well, tuned. Get it up right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. The internet it. sucks here, so yeah, it's true. Yeah. It, it's I gotta wait till I get home. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. But anyways, yeah. watch it. Then the Houston Tilly blog is called. Yep. Vlog. Vlog. It's a vlog. 
every time. It's a vlog. <laughs> vlog. Houston Tilly vlog is called. Houston Grandpa, Tilly? it's vlog. There we go. Yeah, I'm going to try and film for a whole week straight and put one up every day. I love it. Do it. I love it. So, that's that's hard work. It is. Go hard see work. what happens right. when you, you know, when you're cool Tilly man. Yeah. And what Tilly it's like. man? Tilly man. Tilly He's man. a Tilly man. He is. His last name is Tilly okay. and he is and a, man. a man. <laughs> Both of those are true. See, right? Most of those are true. I just... Both. Oh, <laughs> not most. <laughs> most of those both are true. Like, there's two options. You can't... I only talk, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give a shout out. Uh, we talked uh-huh. rather humorously about a certain experience we had with facials oh, yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And which... Quickly made our appointments get uh, accidentally. There was a conflict. Yes, and so all of a sudden, we don't. Ha- those appointments had to be moved. They had to be not. canceled. Yeah, yeah, they were canceled. So, and then I noticed the day we put it that show up, Shane, who was my facialist, yeah. esthetician, esthetician? Um, oh. liked the thing, and the first thing I thought was. Uh oh, he's gonna. But, hear. but I you said, said nice things, things yeah. because I liked him. Yeah, there you go. Um, and it was obvious that he was learning, but he was really good at what he did. I but said I said it's hysterical. Good that, things too. They were yes, honest. Yes, and you said good things about my person. And I, that we're honest too. Yes, I think we were honest, but I do I'm find it say. funny. So Shane, if you still listen, because I saw he liked it. <laughs> you still um, listen. <laughs> hopefully, you know that. Hey, I did enjoy mine. And, you know, training, it's part of school. Yeah. You know, constructive criticism yeah. done in a humorous manner <laughs> is <laughs> our bread and butter. Now I have to I have to go there on Wednesday. I'm going to hear all about it. I I oh, know. my God. Yeah, know, if you're listening, like, we are friends great. with Houston Tilly, and he goes there all the time. So. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, they're going to kick I'm, you out. Your appointments will get canceled soon. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. I, I should probably check on yeah, that. That was yeah. my favorite message from Sergey. So I got a call. Yeah. And <laughs> they're canceling And that's it. done. Uh, yeah, that's but funny. anyways, that was yeah. that was a lot of fun, too. So. Jonathan, what are your plans for tomorrow? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, well, okay. So there's. I've been making friends. Ugh, so, oh can I? Gosh. Can we just say something really quick? Okay. It's exhausted at my exhausting at my age to make friends. <laughs> I'm okay. like, right. oh, oh. Huh. There's. I just don't have the energy. <laughs> this no. But I. So friends in town from uh, actually a few okay. from um, the other side of the mountains. The Seattle people oh, are coming to. They're visit. coming in. Anyways, lots of really cool guys. Really like, really? and you know, they're part of my my tribe, yeah. the Bears. Okay. Um, and so I'm excited. So I, I'm probably going to hang out with some of them, and that'll be fun. Yeah, look um, at you. But it also makes me have to go out, and I'm grumpy, yep. and I act yep. like I'm 80, even though right. I'm not. Right. So that's the thing, and because I'm hungry. Like, oh yeah. When I used to hang out with friends before, it's all about the food. It is. Yeah. Now it's still about the food, but it's you've got to choose, and yeah. it's annoying. I had to go look for a banana for an hour this morning because. I just couldn't grab what I wanted, and I don't know. It was just, it's just yeah, crazy. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so just hanging out with picky. friends and, huh. you know, trying to be all social-like. So I'm excited because my boss surprised me okay. Friday. We okay. were supposed to work Monday. And surprised me Friday by saying, don't come in. <gasps> he goes, Yay. I'm firing you for Monday, and I'll rehire you Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that, that's that, works. that totally yeah. works. You get it. But day anyways, off. yeah. So that's kind of cool. I'm think, I was thinking about going to Missoula, but now I think I'll just hang in town. Oh, okay. I yeah. know. Missoula so, would be fun too. You know, it's you exciting. Go. Roscoe is excited to see people because he's having a people shortage. Yeah. He about attacked my my uh, apartment well, manager he, because there was a person near. Yeah. He's <laughs> already so excited about people oh. when he has a people shortage. I don't know how that. Oh, it I don't is know horrible. How he handles it, it is no. the wow. most horrible. I mean, he's refusing he, to yeah. eat spiders that are in the apartment. I mean, I feel like he's on strike. 
He's he is <laughs> oh, on gosh. Oh, you have a really wiener quick. mutiny. Yeah, a, a wiener, a wiener mutiny. mutiny. That oh, no. cannot happen in my no. house. I cannot have wiener mutiny. In I my don't house. recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Really quick, yeah. we also talked about talk about spiders. Stan, yeah, our friend Stan yeah. from Seattle, yeah. who <laughs> we teased about having the little fly. The the little yeah contraption that, that takes catches your, oh my gosh. no that catches spiders humanely yeah you yeah, put up it, a pole. yeah I would like to say most people agree with the flamethrower thank you yes, Sergey thank you you're right? welcome you're and welcome. so he, do you know what he has done he did his first little cooking vlog I guess is what you would yeah. call it yesterday okay where he taught people how to make because you know he's Italian through and through right yeah he loves to cook Italian and uh, so he did a cooking vlog on a rigatoni pizza. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, our friend Stan, we're going to have to share some of those things because he's hilarious. Wow. And so he's doing it. And then he does uh, his sequel is him eating it for you. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'd like to be in that video right there. I know. I'm like, wait, Stan. Hold up. But he's very entertaining. (laughs) Pretty funny. So I want to see him make Italian food while trying to humanely catch a spider. Let's just put them both in. Wow. No. Yeah. I think that's... I don't want a video about... Anything with spiders in it. Right? Anything. Yet we watch it always. He would like to say that it didn't, the spider, when we talked about him, didn't fall on his face. face. And it's a lie. Mm -hmm. It's a dirty lie. (laughs) It is. So I'm just going to say, in my mind, it has always fallen right there, right between the eyes. Yeah. And it was probably this gigantic tarantula. Speaking of spiders on faces, we walk in today (gasps) and Kurt has a big spider bite on his face he does and he first of all he comes he comes out and talks to me and um <laughs> yeah and he just he's talking like he's had dental work oh, oh my god and i, I don't know, know what's yeah. happening he's hard, and then i see his face and there's this big red thing on the um mm-hmm. on, on his, his cheek yeah, and on it's his so cheek. It, it's so intense and um he, i tell him he oh, should go to the doctor but because he is you know Kurt, he's not going to go to the doctor. I know, doctor. exactly. Yeah. He's the worst. So, surprised to see her. Yeah. So, uh, our show's being flipped, Okay. by the way. Talk about pranks. I'm going to blame this on Houston. <laughs> so, oh, no. Um, show's being flipped. Yeah. So, we're going to do this in second hour because we have a very exciting surprise for everybody who's listening. If you've been following all of our posts and the press release and everything, you won't be too surprised, but we are bringing... The amazing, you know, first hour, second hour guest to the first hour. So if everybody was waiting for one o'clock, you don't have to wait because we are very excited to welcome our next guest. She's an Emmy and Golden Globe winner, the actress, the comedian, writer, singer, and all around goddess herself. Here is Jane Lynch speaking with Outspoken. Jane, are you there? (gasps) Hello. Hey. How are you, my friend? I'm just going to call you that. I'm wonderful. We're enjoying a lovely Sunday here in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, good. Wonderful. Good. Well, it's just a little bit away from our neck of the woods, which you are going to be in pretty soon. But before we get yep. down to all of those fabulous things that you're bringing to us, do you mind taking a little trip back in time for us this morning? Oh, let's. Let's do it. Let's go back to Illinois and let's get a feeling okay. for what it was like growing up Jane. Uh, back in the suburbs of Chicago. Well, I tell you, uh, you know, it, daily the story changes depending on how uh, what kind of a mood you're in. Yeah, um, love it. Uh, I would say that growing up in the, in the suburb is a tough place to grow up. Uh, there, there, there's. Uh, I remember being uh, very excited to leave. 
uh, not that I knew where I was going, but um, it was uh, very, it, it, there wasn't much soul there, although I had really great friends uh, who broke up kind of the monotony. But once I got into the city of Chicago, that's when I was like, oh, I could like take a deep breath and my soul was energized and it was a, you know, it was a lovely thing. So yeah, I, I, I don't have much, uh, I, I'm not a big suburb fan. Sorry to say, I know a lot of people love them, but uh, I was uh, very happy to get into the hustle and bustle of the city. Oh yeah, 100. I feel you. I feel you. The hustle bustle, it's so <laughs> exciting. Yes. I so, love it. And I love Portland. I think Portland's one of the best oh, cities on the map. Yeah. I've been there several times oh, and um, it's it's just a, uh, it's one of those you just feel home immediately and it's beautiful yeah. and you have beautiful theaters like the theater we're going to be performing at. The name is escaping me now, but I've performed there before. What's the name of the theater I'm going to be at? In Portland? So I know your Seattle theater. I'll have to look at your Portland theater. Oh, tri- yeah, the Triple Door. Yeah. Yes. In, 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 oh, am, I t- am I talking to Seattle? You're talking to Washington State itself. We're just a little bit away, but we're going to be over watching oh, you very soon. I was told this was in advance of my Portland show. Well, oh. either way. Well, you know well, what? We'll talk about either. We love Portland yeah. as well because, okay. like they say, they keep it weird, and that is completely how we roll. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. So Portland is Wednesday, and then I'm at the Triple Door in yeah. um, Seattle on Friday and That's Saturday. Right. Yeah, That's you're doing it two the, nights the Northwest. There. Yeah, and, and I've we're been to Seattle excited. a ton of times too. I love Seattle. Yeah, see, we it's, would it's just go between place. those two mm-hmm. cities over and over. That's what yeah. we do because we're in a in a lesser talked about city on the other side of Washington called Spokane. So we, have, I know Spokane. Yes, that's where we are that's right us. now. Hello, hello. I love it. Yes, I have family beautiful. there. Yeah, do oh, you? Yeah. Oh, so that. we're gonna go Me stalk too. them later. Just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah we have. It's beautiful <laughs> here as no well. <laughs> but we are we are going to make the trek over there to see you uh, because we oh, are dying do. to see the new show that we're going to talk about a little later. But yes, we are. Well, yes, we are. So Jane, it's been said Great. that you discovered your passion for acting in the third grade when you were gifted with the role of a candle. Uh, so from Indeed. that role on, uh, has there ever been a moment where you doubted that passion and excitement for acting? Never. It was. It's a steady stream of joy. Um, I, I have not. I, I can't remember a moment where I didn't want to do it. It was always um, the thing that turned me on. It was what right. you know compelled me to get out of bed in the morning and um, you know it, to uh, actually uh, get up after I you fall down from a quote unquote failure to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. I always had that that drive and that love of. of being on stage and then, of course, later being um, in front of a camera. But I'm really thrilled to be back on stage after a long time. See, and I love, I just love the sentence, gifted with the role of a candle. If you can take hope from even being a candle all the way to where you've gone, now that is how it works. See, it is. Yeah, it's the little stuff, enjoying the little stuff. The humble beginnings. (laughs) And then, of course, there's... There are times in your career when you're not working as much, too, and I, and I can't say that I, I've ever felt like a failure. I always feel if I get to be in front of a camera or on a stage, mm-hmm. um, I, it's, it's, a, it's a great day. See, and that's amazing. You And that's interesting, too, because you've uh, said in interviews before that and to be ostracized would have been the worst thing growing up. So yeah. knowing yeah. that feeling and then talking about how much you love acting, what made you decide on a career path that's pretty much known for being riddled with rejections? <laughs> I never put that in my my head. That, that was, sure. I mean, that's how driven, I, how people are when they know what they want to do. They, um, you don't like go researching the odds. Right. And, um, you don't, you, you just uh, kind of uh, put your head down and keep going. 
because you love it so much. You're not a Vegas bookie. You just go for it. I get it. Nope, I just, <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> so you talk about knowing that you were different while you were growing up. Can you talk about you know the moment yeah. you discovered a word for you know what that difference was? Yes, um, I uh, I remember I was about eleven or twelve, uh-huh. and my friends were talking about going to Fort Lauderdale, right. and how sometimes you see boys on the beach holding hands with each other, and they're gay. And I went, "Oh my God, I have the girl version of that," because I had suspected there was something with me that was different because right. uh, I did not want to date boys, and I was very attracted to little girls. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Uh, uh, so that, that's when I realized and I, and it felt like I was kind of had just diagnosed myself with a horrible disease Right. that will keep me, um, from being part of, you know, of being a, a full on member of society because I have this particular, uh, predilection. And, um, although I didn't know the word predilection back then, <laughs> I was uh, pretty sure that I would never fit in. And uh-huh. so it had to be a secret. See, and that's crazy. And you even talk in your, I know in your memoir, you talk in there about being the middle child and how, you know, you wanted so badly to be, you know, your younger brother who, you know, your dad wanted to bond with over, you know, playing Little League and how you still felt like you wanted to scream, look at me, pay attention to me. Yeah, I'll play, I'll play catch with you. Right, <laughs> My right. brother would be like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> See, you were just, oh, just switch it out there. So there was always that drive. Yeah. Do you think acting gave you a way to escape and to, you know, to get out of that, like you said earlier, monotony? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I, and I think I said this in the book, too, um, uh, I, when you're on stage and you're playing a role, um, you are a part of there, you, you cannot be ignored. Mm. <laughs> you, you have to be paid attention to because you're part of a bigger story. Um, and so I always felt safe playing a role like I counted. And um, to uh, being off stage, I wasn't always so sure of my place in the world. And this is such right. a long time ago that I can't even uh, mm-hmm. like dredge up the what the emotions were then. Um, it's so far behind me, but I know that a and I guess that's you give hope to kids out there who feel that that um, right. there will come a point where you can't don't even resonate with that story anymore. But yeah. I know that that was yeah. very real for me at the time, and it is for many of us still. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of famous comedians. We're going to take a little spin here. Talk about their crazy jobs that they have before hitting it big. Are there any stories I still or know. funny jobs on your resume going on? Yeah, you know, I was uh, um, a hostess uh, on uh, the first home shopping show in Glencoe, <laughs> Illinois. It was a 24-hour um, home shopping yeah. uh, network, and it was the first one in the late 80s. And I was on from 11 p.m. till 2 or 3 a.m., and we took live phone calls. <laughs> so we're taking live phone calls in the middle of the night, and you oh can imagine gosh. the people calling in at yep. 2 in the morning. Yep. <laughs> oh, they don't even remember what yeah. they're calling for at that time, I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, they usually call to say something dirty. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I always, uh, I think it's so funny because people always tease me that they're like, what job have you done? And then I'll read from people like Ellen, who said she had like 16 million jobs before, or you've had these crazy jobs. Yeah. It gives us hope. It gives mm-hmm. us hope that my 3,200 jobs will end me in the place I need to be. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like you're in the place where you need to be. You're very good at this, uh, being oh. a, an interviewer. So, Well, thank you. Oh. We're going to take That's that sound thing, bite. Too. Just be where you are. Yeah, be exactly. where you are and enjoy it, and, and don't be thinking about what, what's next. Perfect. Well, 
You know, you talk about uh, in your memoir, Happy Accidents, you give credit uh, for your successes to a series of happy accidents. What was the first break that you remember thinking, oh, my God, this is really happening? Um, I think and it was very much a happy accident it just uh, where I decided to have breakfast one day. Um, I, I was between two places, and I decided on one place, and Christopher Guest walked in, huh. and by the end of the day, I was cast in Best in Show. Which is such a brilliant movie. What was it like to be, because I know, you know, it's a lot of improv. You work with some amazing, you know, troupe of actors. What was that like in that first movie you were in? Well, I was, you know, Jennifer Coolidge and I were paired up, and it was first for both of us, and we were both very, very nervous, so we kind of held each other's hand through the whole thing. But um, after uh, Best in Show and I and I got to see the, the movie and how beautifully it's edited, I stopped being so afraid. Right. And I thought, well, you know, just as long as I stay true mm-hmm. and I stay in the moment, I will be fine. And, you know, we right. just did another uh, movie uh, <gasps> called Christopher Guest Gang called Mascots, and it will be oh, on yes. uh, Netflix, and it will also be in theaters uh, in September. Oh, it's so exciting. See, that is my birthday present. That's my birthday month. I read that, oh. and I knew that's why it happened. Just, you know. It was just for you. Yeah, exactly. I'm it sure it did, just yeah. for right? you. Yeah. Right? The world all about Jonathan. Right. Uh, but you've, you know, you have been a pretty consistent, steady actor since way back in the beginning. From then, you've you've worked mm-hmm. consistently and you've always were that funny actor who we all were like, oh, we've seen her somewhere. But then came Glee, which solidified everything. No way can anybody forget who you are. How in the heck did Glee come to be for you? Um, well, that was another kind of happy accident, too. I, I, I worked for Ryan Murphy 10 years prior on a show called Popular. I was in one episode, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I really loved working for him. I thought he was genius and so out, out of the box and 10 years later I was in um, I was I had already done a pilot actually that was going to be picked up for mid-season on CBS and Ryan Murphy came a call him and said would you like to play this part um, mm-hmm. in, my, in my pilot and so I said I can't do it as a regular but because I'm already engaged right. to something and um, he said well just do it as a guest star and we'll see what happens so I did the pilot and the first couple of episodes as a guest star praying that this other thing would go away, and indeed it did. It went away, and I was free to be a regular employee. It was like the perfect storm of happy accident right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, it you just never know out, where yeah. it's going to come from, no. and, and yeah. that everything works out perfectly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And because that show has such what will end up being even for years to come, such a cult following that people just devour that. Do you embrace that that group of fans that you have? I mean, Sue is always going to oh, follow you. You know, she's never leaving. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, it was a phenomenon, you know, and it continues to be. I don't know that it's rerunning a lot, yeah. um, but uh, that would be cool if it did. Right. Uh, it, it, it really helps a bunch of kids yeah. feel okay about not only being gay, but being tall, being, not being able to dance, being somebody who wanted to be in choir. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it helps kids kind of feel okay about whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's such, you know, so tough being in high school that that right. age where you're so hyper um, aware of yourself and people are hyper critical about you. Right. Um, and I think it just took I took it took the pressure off a lot of kids. At yeah. least that's what we hear. You know, yeah. And that's a great thing. Yeah. Exactly. And it hit the it hit the the world by storm. Uh, it was a great yep. success. So now your most recent show. Yep. Uh, Angel from Hell was actually canceled just after a few episodes. Not that you're not doing a hundred yeah. things already, 
But is it so hard when you know something like that happens? I mean, it's it's a project. You're you're invested into it. You, yeah, you always invest so much in it. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was felt like a punch to the solar plexus, and then yeah. then it goes away fast. And I'm kind of used to it. I'm I'm used to you know uh, things going yeah. away, and that's right. why I really enjoy the moment, and I really love doing that show. And it looks like they're going to play the rest of the episodes in July on CBS, yeah. which is terrific. They're going to do two uh, two episode blocks, which will be an hour. And they'll play the uh, remaining eight episodes. So I'm very happy See, that's that. exciting, at least. Uh, yeah, I don't think that yeah. ever changes, but you sure don't ever stay not working for very long. I know you're still doing Hollywood Game Night. You have these, this new show, uh, the cabaret show that you have coming. And I know growing up... Right. Sp- go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so growing up, I know that your dad, you talk about your dad singing everything, like he'd make up songs, he it, he could be flipping pancakes, it didn't matter what he was doing, he was always singing. Is that where your love of singing came from, and then your desire to put it all together and do a cabaret type could, show? Yeah, it could be. You know, I, um, I, I am my father's daughter in that regard, I sing all day long, I sing to my animals, um, I sing something that's going through my head. Um, I'm, I'm, in fact, it, for some people, it's a little uh-huh. bit on the annoying side. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I really love it. I love I sing and sing in the sh- I sing in the shower. I sing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it, it's not even necessarily a whole song. It's just maybe something I make up, and um, and that's what my dad did too. But yeah, I do love singing, and I love music, and I love surrounding myself with people who mm-hmm. love singing and mm-hmm. who love music. So I uh, got this show together with Kate Flannery, who was Meredith the Drunk yes. in the Office. Yes. And she's a very good friend and has an amazing voice. Uh-huh. And we have a five-piece band that's uh, awesome, and they're masters um, at jazz and anything else. And we do about an hour of songs that span from Irving Berlin to Nicki Minaj to a, a medley of songs that made us cry when we were kids. And yes, three very white people are going to be rapping Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yes. Uh, that doesn't get people out to yeah. the theaters in Portland yeah. or Seattle. Yep. I don't yep. know what will. <laughs> I'm excited to yeah, see it. And so. it's, we're going to be able to see it in Seattle at the Triple Door uh, this weekend, Great. June 3rd and 4th. Uh, that is so exciting. What was the process of, you know, collaborating and bringing all these pieces together and saying, hey, I have this crazy idea, but let's do it. Um, I was uh, in New York. I had uh-huh. done Annie on Broadway. Right. And the um, people at 54 Below, which is a cabaret space in New York, they offered me four nights to do my act. And I said, well, I don't have an act, but I will get one. <laughs> <Yeah>. And um, <laughs> I will take your challenge. So I, I booked uh, four nights a couple of months from when they had asked me. And uh, I got it together. You know, Kate uh, came on board very quickly. We got mm-hmm. a band together. Mm-hmm. And we loved doing those four nights. And an agent from ICM came and said, I'll book you on the road. And wow. so Andrea's been our girl, and she's been uh, uh, masterminding our tours. And this tour in June, we're kicking it off in Portland, yes. and Seattle is second. Uh, we're going from uh, June 1st through June 29th, and we have 22 gigs. So oh. we're blowing it out. We're doing it rock and roll style, oh, although we gosh, are flying right. most places, yeah. which is why none of us are making any money on this. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing a tour bus. Oh, my God. And you've got to be exhausted. Is it hard to be away from family and everything for those those 22 shows? It is and it isn't. It's, you know, it's one, I love being on the road, but uh-huh. knowing that I get to go home is very exciting. And when I come home, I'm so happy. And when I'm on the road, I'm so happy. I'm kind of a happy person. <laughs> I, and, I, you know, I love my dogs, and I don't really miss them because I know they're being taken care of. And I get a video every couple of days, and, and they do fine without me. Mm-hmm. 
See, this is going to be amazing. We're very excited. Is there any little inside scoop you can give our listeners on what they can expect? Because we're going to make them all run out and make sure that they are there for your show, whether it be Seattle or uh, Portland. Any any back behind the scenes kind of dish we can get? Oh, no, there's nothing fun behind the scenes. You know, there's not, all I can tell you is that we have fun and we love each other and it all happens on stage for That's... the most part. There's no, I don't have any wacky backstage stories, um, but uh, we, I think Nicki Minaj, the rap, the three of us, this guy, Tim Davis, also joins us and we're very, very white and we move with more confidence than we deserve um, <laughs> while doing this song. And we also do a medley of songs that made us cry when we were kids that ends up being hilarious. It starts with Puff the Magic Dragon and yes. goes through to um, We Had Joy, We Had Fun, We Had Seasons in the Sun. Oh, I don't know how old you guys are, but I love it. for us, those of us who, were, who grew up in the 70s, yeah. there are a bunch of songs that are meant to tug at the heartstrings, and we, we sing all of them in one medley, and it's hilarious. Well, this is going to be exciting for all of the songs, but especially to experience white people rapping Nicki Minaj. I mean, they're yeah. like, look for the yeah. the guys in the audience mm-hmm. who are also as awkward about it, and that'll be us. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I invite everybody to stand up and Perfect. Uh, join us in, uh, in our, our rousing rendition of Anaconda. See, yeah. it's there. <laughs> well, Jane, thank you so much for taking time to spend it with the Outspoken Boys this morning on your lovely you Sunday bet. afternoon. And we will see you very great. soon. I hope to see you all. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. You can get Jane's memoir, Happy Accidents, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And you can catch the game show, Hollywood Game Nights, on NBC Sundays at 10, 9 central. But be sure to go out and see her cabaret show, See Jane Sing, in Seattle at the Triple Door this weekend. For more information, please visit her website, janelynchofficial.com. All right. We're going to take a little song break, and we are going to listen to... Catfish and the Bottlemen with their song Oxygen. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. You know what the joy of live radio is? What? Forgetting that your main guest is in the first hour and not the second. <laughs> well, you know what the joy of live radio is? We don't admit that. I'm getting... <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I we love always it. put. But anyways, we got to speak to Jane Lynch, which that was is really so much a fun. surreal type yeah. moment. Because that woman, first of all, hilarious and very, very well-known, mm-hmm. very famous woman. Yeah. And this cabaret show, I'm excited because that's my kind of show. Right. Not going right. to lie. Humor. Oh, my God. Music. Singing, a bit of Broadway. Fun. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Jane Lynch. Oh, I love it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And it has someone you, because you love The Office. I love, love The Office. So I'm glad Kate is in it. Uh, I know. She played Meredith. If you did not see The Office or never watched it. Or you don't it, remember which one she which is. Which one she is. Meredith. She's Meredith. Yeah. She's the drunk Meredith. She's a hot <laughs> mess like us. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> so that's going to be exciting. And then yeah. the other uh, gentleman that's involved in this trio, uh, her and her co-host, uh, was the musical director for Glee. Yes. So yeah. that's kind of fun. So you know the songs are going to be so just too amazing. Yeah. Too amazing. Yeah. And then we're going to be her opening act. Yes. <laughs> she she doesn't know it yet. No. But, but we'll be we online. Up, and, yeah. Every show on the tour and just yeah. accidentally get on stage like 30 minutes before she does. Mm-hmm. Eventually she'll be like, oh, okay. All right. Well. We'll just tell her they booked her an opening act and we're, we're at, you know, yeah. just act like right. some assistant somewhere took care of it. Right. Exactly. She's like, oh, well, that was sweet. I guess. Okay. I love it. Have you seen uh, Hollywood Game Night? No, I haven't. With Jane Lynch. Is it amazing? I will say, pretty funny stuff. Yeah. You know, it takes a group of uh, famous people, and they mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. team has famous people in it, and then the, you have two of us, just regular right. Joes. 
or Joettes, uh, there. And then they do these weird games. And I watched one where they did this game called Be Kind Rewind. Okay. And it's like she gives the plot of a movie backwards. Huh. And then you have to give the title of the movie one word at a time backwards as well. So listening to her do plots backwards are hilarious. Wow. Um, and then having people, and it is very, and it's hard. Like she says, yeah. it makes your brain yeah. bleed. Right, and so I have to say, it is a lot of fun. It's always that fun watching game. celebrities wow. that you love be silly, mm-hmm. and as she does that well. She's won two Emmys for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat Betty White out for one Emmy. So she says, you know, her dream has come true. Yeah, so. <laughs> beating Betty White out. Oh no, no. So Betty White anyways, it. a really a whole lot of fun. And like you said, if you like, and you mentioned, if people liked Angel from Hell. Yes. They can actually catch you CBS can. is going mm-hmm. to run the rest of the season. That's kind of nice. I've never seen that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead and let yeah. it run the season out. Right. Uh, they already filmed it. They already done yeah. the episodes. Might as and well. And then, you know, even though it's not coming back, still fun. Yeah, exactly. She's well, so see, positive. I know. I love it. I don't understand why CBS, if they had filmed the episodes, why wouldn't they just air them? I mean, what, they have to yeah, find another place to, to anyways, something else to find the place. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, CBS I right now, understand. because, you know, they dethroned NBC as being the number one network. Yeah. So they're probably thinking, ah, we can do what we want. Yeah, you know what exactly. Because I mean? NBC was number one for ever. Like a decade. Dec- yeah. And then in swoop CBS. Yep. And um, takes it over. And has had it for the last few years. So yeah. here we go. Yeah. So I've never seen it happen. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. It is fun that the whole season mm-hmm. at least gets to be to right. be out there. Yeah. You know, it for is, everybody. It, it is nice. Um but what I loved about her is that she is very uh, you're just be in the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, just enjoy be happy it. Just where love life it. Yeah. is. And, yeah. uh, you know, she had a rough go. If you get a chance, definitely read her memoir, Happy Accidents, because she talks about being an alcoholic for a long time. Right. Because uh, she couldn't deal with a lot of it. Right. And how I love that you can see the whole transformation. And I also like that she says there comes a day, mm-hmm. you know, she's 54. She's mm-hmm. not that, she's not that old by any means. Um, but she says where you look back and you no longer resonate with that first story mm-hmm. you know and i think that's amazing when you no longer have those emotional connections to the right. hard hard right. times of it all right. you know what i mean yeah so it, it, that's and that's yeah that's just a testament of how much better it gets kind of thing you know exactly. it's like hey there you go she's, and you she's can, there she does an episode of it gets better yeah, by the way and you she does. can mm-hmm. feel free to go go watch it so yeah um, so exciting. good conversation um i'm glad we had her on now you know let us tulsi Lettuce Tulsi. Lettuce Tulsi. Was, was going to be on our show. Was slated. Uh, yeah. She has a lot of things to do because she's a drag queen. <laughs> she has and a lot of things to tend to. And they don't pay attention to schedules. they don't pay attention to schedules. Yeah. So she was supposed she's to be gonna on She's going to be a well. few months late uh, to this one. <laughs> drag time. She is. She got called out of the country. What is with yeah. it with stars and going out of the country? And this is what I'm saying. And forgetting that a phone can work overseas. Exactly. You can still call in. It's not like... Yeah, well, I mean, come on, guys. Right. But You're Lettuce good. Tulsi will be rescheduled. Yeah. She was supposed mm-hmm. to be the second guest of our mm-hmm. doubleheader today. And but if, that's okay. if you don't know who Lettuce Tulsi is, it's Latrice Royale. It is. And Kurt Speak, though. And Kurt Speak, yeah. It's Lettuce Tulsi. It's Lettuce. So we will be talking to Lettuce yeah. very soon. <laughs> But uh, not today. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about talking to lettuce <laughs> to a to a vegetable. Right. I talk to lettuce uh, every day now. Yeah. What do you say? What's your conversation? Uh, I talk to her. And I'm like, can you please be spaghetti? Yeah. And then <laughs> it, it, tastes it just better. doesn't be better. Lettuce. <laughs> yeah, be better. Be better. But the show must go on, and we yeah. always continue forward. We do. As thankful as we are to Jane Lynch for being on our show because she's amazing, uh, we have some thank yous to say ourselves. Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment 
We welcome all people, regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken receives support from Northwest Fair Housing Alliance, a local nonprofit that provides education, counseling, and advocacy to help eliminate housing discrimination and ensure equal housing opportunity. Information available at 1-800-200-FAIR and online at nwfairhouse.org. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. And on that note, we should take a quick musical break. We should. We're going to be listening to Maddie Mullins. Come alive. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken, and we are standing. We, we are standing. So here's a little radio trick for all of you out in listener land. Yeah. If your energy feels like you need to bring it up a little bit, you stand at the microphone. You stand up, and that brings it up. That's supposed to bring it up. Also, getting a treadmill desk would help, but unfortunately... I feel like that would just make me Yeah, you would just mad. have to breathe. I would just mad. All, and then it's a whole the other whole time, show. Yeah. That would and make then, you mad. <laughs> exercise makes you mad? Sometimes. Really? Yeah, especially if I'm sore from exercising. Really? It's true. That's so weird. I love Okay Healthy Man. No, <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. But just, it makes me so happy, and it, then I want to save children uh, and have rainbows. That's actually true. <laughs> No, it's so it's just strange to me because exercise is such a stress reliever for me. So like, it, no, I just it don't does understand me too. How it adds more stress, but that's okay. I didn't say it added stress. Well, that but makes it's you angry. True. It's not. Yeah. It can. It can. Yeah, okay. It can make. All right. All right. <laughs> Afterwards, no, I'm too tired. I'm not angry anymore. I'm fine. <laughs> You're too tired to be angry. Let's. I so, love it. W- I just talked about uh, yeah. Hollywood Game Night and how they did, mm-hmm. you know, the game movies in reverse. Yeah. So that's really why our show is backwards, because it, we're, we're just doing, in honor of oh, Jane Lynch today, okay. well, right? I'll take so it. now let's talk about what's going on, yeah, what's going on well, in the world. And what I want to talk, talk about, that you and I had a little shit chat. We did. We talked about, about an hour First about of all, it on Friday, President Obama was the first president in, in history, really, right now, to be mm-hmm. a current sitting president and visit Hiroshima in Japan. Yes. Um over this Memorial Day weekend. And so that's caused a lot of interesting controversy. I will say I very much, I very much enjoyed the speech. Mm-hmm. I He did not apologize as everybody was accusing him that he was yeah. going to do. And then some have continued to say that's what he did. He didn't. He never no. apologized for what happened. But he did say, in remembering these things, it reminds us a lot of what how we can be better as Absolutely. human beings. Absolutely. I mean, one of the quotes from his speech was, let me see. I'll have it right here. Um, he he said 71 years ago, 71 years ago, that's not that long ago, on a bright cloudless morning, death fell from the sky and the world was changed. And in that moment, man realized that we had the power to destroy ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so as we move forward, as we have more technology, there needs to be a moral revolution that grows right alongside of it so that we never allow that Mm -hmm. to happen again at the end of his speech um he met with two survivors of hiroshima and i'm just watching that clip where the old man goes up to him and just is bawling he's bawling i mean this hey and i'm not apologizing for what we did back then either it was it's world war and it's hard and we were being you know totally attacked but what i'm saying is the aftermath that we're still human beings and this Mm -hmm. this older man just 
he appreciated that Obama had come there, laid a wreath down at the memorial in Hiroshima, and then cried and hugged Obama for showing that. Because if nothing else, human life deserves human respect. So everything that has come after this, where if you watch the hateful, horrible Trump speech that mm-hmm. talks about how weak Obama is, and it makes I, me yeah. realize that he has no idea how to be a human being. Mm-hmm. He only knows how to do what he calls winning. Well, and also, I don't. Here's the thing: I don't think that going over in the in the event that he did even go to apologize, which he mm-hmm. didn't, and no president would. Um, if he did in that event, that would still not make him weak. No, nothing that he no. did make him weak. In fact, going over there and going and talking and you know meeting right. the survivors, that's a brave and thing doing to do. That, unlike Ann Coulter said in a speech as well, in doing that, it's not disrespecting our veterans no. that fought. No, it's not disrespecting all of them because it's not about yeah. the circumstances that we had to to put a stop to the mm-hmm. war. It was about the people. Because Americans were killed, mm-hmm. uh, Koreans were killed, Japanese were killed. Yeah. Just a ton of human life was lost. Yes. We are no longer that way with Japan. We're actually allied with Japan. It was a nice way to pay respect without mm-hmm. acting as if we had to be sorry. But, you know, understanding forward, we need to be better to each other. Right. And the main point of this Anyways, was, you know, hey, look, we learned a lesson back then. Yes. That we must, you know, we have this huge power that we have to take huge responsibility for. Yes. I mean, we've created a huge weapon, a monster that, you know, can kill millions of people in a second. Exactly. By making, as it has been said, making decisions based out of fear. Exactly. If we stay there and make out of fear, that's how you you hit the button without thinking, without having rational thought. Yep. Into making sure we do not kill each other yes. anymore. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is we cannot protect ourselves from human beings' tendency towards evil acts, yeah. towards acts of uh, barbarianism. Mm-hmm. It's in us. So all we can do is protect ourselves and be wise in that protection. Yeah. You know, I find that to be interesting. But what is what I keep going over, and you and I had this discussion, mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I watched a bunch of videos from people at rallies. Here's the thing. It's not just Trump rallies. It's Trump rallies, Bernie rallies, Hillary rallies, all of these where they are so uncivil and so violent, doing violent acts. Yeah. I mean, the way they push the police around, the way they just start acting like entitled little brats mm-hmm. um, in all of these. So it's not just one. And trust me, I would love to just blame Trump, but it wasn't just Trump. It was at all of these rallies. Uh, these acts of violence that to me, I just kept thinking, where are we at as a society that right. we think this is okay? And we sit around, all of us in the news, all of us uh, in radio and television for sure, but we mm-hmm. sit around and all we talk about is, oh, well, this is because... Of the party leaders that this is happening. Here's the thing. I am not a fan of a lot of the tactics that go on in politics. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan at all of the way Trump acts. And I'm not saying our leadership does not take some responsibility for those things. Sure. But sure. Yeah. where have we stopped taking personal responsibility? Mm-hmm. You, there are ways to protest that I there support. There are peaceful ways. Protest Absolutely. is a beautiful yeah. thing. And it's our right as Americans to mm-hmm. do that. But what makes you think your violence is ever, ever, ever justified, okay. mm-hmm. ever yeah. justified? And yet we're going out there and instead of taking personal responsibility, we're blaming people above us. Well, here's the fact, people. It's all us. 
each of us has a personal responsibility, mm-hmm. and if we stop accepting it, then the world is going to get worse. Well, and it's easy to, you know, it's easy to find yourself ignorant of that responsibility. It's easy mm-hmm. to say, well, this is the only way, this is the only way to change things, is to mm-hmm. be violent, to get right. heard, because a lot of the times, you know, it's work. It's work to debate, it's work to, right. you know, make a stance, be peaceful at mm-hmm. a demonstration, because it does not hook like violence does. And so, and I mean, I think we do have to hold ourselves to a higher standard, but how? The question is how? How do we hold ourselves to a higher standard? How we hold, how do we, you know, make sure that this doesn't keep happening? Because it does. It It just does. does. It constantly happens. And And, it will keep happening. And I get that, but I feel like, and so you brought up a point yesterday. We were talking in the car, and I said, I feel like it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. And you said, no, you feel like it's getting more visible. Here's the thing. Yeah, I think that as a society, as a whole, without the exceptions of, you know, pockets of really bad times, uh, I think the general trend is that we are becoming more civilized and less violent. Um, I think... That what we're seeing, though, is that we are becoming more visible, absolutely, with media, with phones. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a device they can, you know, film mm-hmm. you on, take evidence, and post it. Everyone has that capability right. now. So we're seeing a larger expanse, more quantity of, the, of uh, you know, these instances. Right. And so we're seeing a lot of that. That doesn't make us more violent. That makes us way more visible and transparent, which mm-hmm. is something we've needed for a while. But if you look now, back in history, we've always been violent. Always, and sometimes more so. I mean, way back when, we didn't even have laws against killing people. It was just common sense. We had games, like the Romans had games, of killing people, and that was entertainment. I mean, Mm -hmm. violence was respected, entertainment, and honestly treasured way back then. We've come a long way from that. But that's not to say that we aren't violent, and that's not to say that we don't have anything to work on. We have a lot to do. Well, and do you think that part of it, you know, and and... Uh, when you and I have conversations, yeah. we kind of just develop thoughts as we go, and yeah. that's how any conversation really should should be. But as you say that, I wonder also in, we do spend a lot of time in media, I mean, we're just mm-hmm. as, uh, uh, to blame for that as well, in looking at these, all yeah. of the negative. We don't, so it's, maybe it seems like it because this is all we talk about. Yes. Um, well, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I don't see a lot of you know flowers and rifles from the '60s. I don't mm-hmm. see that happening a lot, mm-hmm. um, and or we don't report it enough because mm-hmm. I I don't see it. What I see when I open my Facebook page, what I see when I open the newspaper, what I see when I open my favorite news websites, yeah. are these ugly pictures. And what do we hear every day? But Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. saying something mm-hmm. else that's crazy, making accusations that are unfounded and people yeah. believing it. And it, all it does is make, it incites me to internal violence, which is just me being angry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you bring up the question, and I want to bring up a video you brought to my attention as well, because now we're looking at yes, yeah, a video. What did you send us? So it was a video of a pastor at Apollo High School uh, who was basically very, uh, very vocal about saying, "Well, you guys are, you know, you hate Jesus. You're, pro- you're, you a, know, he's been very known wild. for these kinds of exactly very anti LGBT, very anti anything really, yeah, but very um, much anti LGBT. And this yes. is in Arizona, I believe. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Where and Apollo so High School he's, is. yeah, so he's doing a little bit of a very vocal rally, yeah, and kind of." Uh, you know, aggravating all these students and calling them out. So a few of them come up and start, you know, just 
peacefully talking to him. Right. Uh, you know, just debating, kind of doing that whole thing. Uh, and then somebody hits him with a bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is on the ground. Uh, a lot of people encourage it, too. And so, well, after you know, it happens, yeah, there's a lot of cheering. Lots which of is cheering. Also dis- exactly. So, and, and I think the point of this video is first of all, I, I'm not going to delve into whose fault it was. I mean, he did aggravate them a lot. I, there is some blame in that. But the, pro- the problem is that even from our side of things, uh, from defending the LGBT community, we can't we can't just be hitting people with bats. No, that's no. not a solution. Because you know what, he got what he wanted. He did. He got because the exposure. You know what he can do now oh with that gosh, exposure yeah. is say, look these. And honestly, and if you're you just watch proving the video his, to the yeah. end. He's walking and he meets a couple of people who uh, are self-professed Christians as yeah. well, and he says to them, "See, yeah. this is what they're like." Yeah, that's what he wanted exactly. And so my part. So he's out there. At this high school, mm-hmm. he's filming himself. Part of me goes, e- either he knew something would happen, if yeah. he, because there are, are minutes where it's just he's not saying a word and no, he's yeah. just watching the kids. Yeah. He has just yelled at them for five minutes, and then there's like two minutes where mm-hmm. nothing, and mm-hmm. he'll do this, and it makes me go, what are you doing? And he's just filming the crowd. And, he, and, and exactly, it is kind of almost predatory. He's looking yeah. for a person to come do it. And, yeah. you know, I think that uh, uh, it was a very planned. Uh, kind of a tactful think, thing for him yeah. to do. And if it wasn't, then, I mean... I feel like, if nothing I, else, I, I even know. if it wasn't, like, staged, yeah. which was my first thought of what in the world, right? I think it was at least premeditated that I'm going to attempt something. Now, well, he, I, I mean, he was filming the whole thing. He wanted every, to see a result of it. And he filmed himself he filmed walking, himself, yeah. bleeding from his head, and just walking yeah, he and didn't saying just things to people there, like, yeah. see, this is what they're like. Exactly. I feel like he exactly. had a plan. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with you. There's no excuse. Yeah. What makes you think that violence is a great reaction to hate? Right, mm. right. Because that's in a, not helping. In a way, you're almost proving his point when you, he and, says well, they they're angry, yeah. they're hateful, yeah. they're violent. You just did that because right. you know he did. He probably made you in angry, moment, hateful, it, and violent. Yes, he did. But you know, you're proving his point by being those things, and so. You know, I what's what's the alternative? Peaceful, right? And uh, because riots, peaceful, because we see how, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. it, we are way more visible. We are in things now. We have to be he very can blanket careful. that mm-hmm. everywhere, and then what it can do really quickly is turn the tables and make the LGBT community look ugly. Because remember, right. all it takes is if you just get a few of those news Isolated stations insula- incident. Yeah, yep. who can use it because mm-hmm. everything is about spin. It is, There yeah. is no, because none right. of us, as we have proven, most of the population is not <clears throat> going to go out and find truth on their own. They're mm-hmm. going to take it at face value by whoever happens to be showing it to them. Yeah. This is what's going on yeah. in our presidential elections. Right. This is what's going on in things like this. This is how we continue to have hateful "Quote unquote bathroom bills going yeah, on. Right. One of the things he yells at the kids is, "You've given them the bathrooms." But what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah first of all, the, no, the, that is such a terrible argument. And this whole past is, week on but... on Twitter, if you haven't been following us, please do. Uh, you can go ahead and look back. We've been posting uh, memes about uh, trans bathroom rights. Right. Uh, kind of our spin on you know supporting. Uh, uh, trans rights yes. because we love to do things from a comedic angle. So of course we did it that way. Yeah. Um. But it's just re- it's ridiculous that he's uh bringing that up and then trying to push the buttons and he is. Yeah. Uh. And then fi- like you know filming it. So I think um, I think as a whole 
in our society, in our community right now, respect is a, is not respect. Responsibility is well, such a missing uh, so level. Is so is respect. Yeah. But responsibility uh, is is missing on such a critical level that we're not taking responsibility for our own things. No. We're not taking responsibility for uh, what we can do and have to do. I mean, we talk about media and the responsibility yeah. of media to report. Uh, you know the news correctly yes. on bias yes. and things like that. So I, it's just crazy to me that that's something we haven't learned. No, still. and we still, after all these years, still yeah. we are continuing violence. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for centuries, but even after seventy-one years, yes. Um, I think it does all wrap around to mm-hmm. make you go wait though. But it makes me stop. You mentioned personal responsibility. I right. think you know you're right. It is missing, and I it think is. that is part of yeah. the problem when we look and we say. Okay, first of all, how have we let a man Mm -hmm. saying Mm -hmm. everything that he's saying, uh, Donald Trump, get dangerously close, as it's been said many times, dangerously close to the most important office in our land, Mm -hmm. the most, and then, but he gets so much support. How have we come to this part in our our history? And I think even to all the ones who support him and think he's great, why yeah. How have we allowed ourselves to be so And why angry? hasn't someone taking note and stopped it yet? Yes. I mean, come come on, people. And instead those wake who up, want America. to Yeah. Instead those who want to uh, wake up and take notes yeah. are yeah. torn apart. Yes. This is going to be probably one of the ugliest elections we've seen yeah. in quite some time. Yes. Uh we know that, you know, Donald Trump is he is the mm-hmm. presumptive Republican nominee. He is. And I feel like it's going to get really ugly. Look at what we're putting Hillary Clinton to, through. I started talking mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. about how an article came out in the New York mm-hmm. Times and asked, are we really judging Hillary Clinton on Hillary Clinton? Right. Or is it a bunch of these weird, ambiguous feelings? Things that we've set up and, for her. Yeah. 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 And well, I think we have to start looking and at I that. Think, yeah. And I think, and let's get back to this conversation after we, after we take a song break here, but I think that's really important for us to delve into and see... You know, what exactly is going on? What's the standard we're holding everyone up to? Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll get uh, we'll come back and talk a little bit about that, uh, get into politics like we love to do. Uh, But right now we're going to listen to Robert DeLong, Long Way Down. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. And if you you were in the first hour, you heard our interview with Jane Lynch, which was very exciting. And of course, we're doing Backwards Day, so we're doing The Dish now. I want to say we've been talking about violence in in the world, in mm-hmm. our country, uh, media, our role in it. But looking around it, is it getting more violent, and why are we not taking personal responsibility? And why does it seem that our answer to everything seems to be more violence? We talked about the video you sent of the quote-unquote Christian minister in Arizona mm-hmm. uh, inciting a hole outside, just across the street from a Apollo High School, uh, screaming at them about how they need to repent, they need to know Jesus, how LGBT people are going to hell, just doing it until, and he yells at them and yells at them for minutes and minutes and minutes, and he keeps waiting, and we yep. don't know what he's waiting for. Next thing you know, someone comes up and hits him with a bat. Now, that young lady who did that is has been uh, arrested, but the fact is, it's, and then he follows himself with that same camera, mm-hmm. leading to now he's using his martyrdom yes. to tell others, look, this is what they are. This is what they do. They are L- This is what he calls us. They are LGBT monsters. And so we start talking about where is this responsibility? 
in all of it. Yeah. And I want to say there's a school teacher that uh, we know mm-hmm. that we uh, have worked with many times. We love her to death. Uh, she commented on this and she said, I can tell you this. We have changed the culture of our school at Rogers because we have adopted the saying that this is not how we behave here. And we've continued to send that message out to our kids, our parents, and our community. And as a result, it is becoming a better and safer place to go to school every day. We all know that Rogers does has a uh, reputation. Mm-hmm. It's in an area that uh, you know also has a reputation. And and Barb has been like a warrior out there. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, the the trying, work she does is amazing. Yeah, trying mm-hmm. to help those kids. And I respect that. This is not how we behave here. Mm-hmm. I just wish that um, instead of the mantra, make America great again, that the mantra was, this is not how we behave here. Yeah. Where is the pride in who we are as people? Right. That's what I ask. This yeah. is Memorial Day weekend. This is a day known for being having pride in, for remembering those who fought so hard for mm-hmm. the great country that we live in. And a lot of people risk their lives and sacrifice their lives. I have a whole lot of respect for those people. And I even said it way back uh, during all of the time where people were saying, can't respect our troops because they're over in this war that makes no sense. And I've always said they are doing what they are told they are serving their country, it's yeah. not their fault if well, yeah, our leaders have sent them mm-hmm. in for reasons that may not be truthful. The fact is they are fighting for my right to be here, and I'm not over there. I should respect them a whole lot uh, mm-hmm. for that. And so mm-hmm. I find this aspect, where do we take pride in ourselves? And I'll tell you, a new book came out recently where a gentleman followed soldiers for quite a while, and he says soldiers coming home, actually the PTSD comes from not being able to assimilate back into society because their tribe, their people, their their family uh, in their platoons over there, they survived, they lived, they celebrated as a unit, and they Mm -hmm. come home and there is no longer that connection because we don't connect to each other, we yell at each other. We There is not that sense of pride in community any longer. Hmm. And so that's making it harder for our soldiers to reintegrate into society. Sure. And I think all of these things, it seems like 8,000 thoughts, but I think they all come together in the same place mm-hmm. where have well, we gone wrong and why are we here and how do we fix it? Yeah. Well, I think that's an interesting thing you bring up, uh, the book. I, I don't know if that's the sole reason for PTSD, oh, but no. for that for to be a factor, sake, yeah, I mean, friends die. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, for uh, that's, that's such a thing we don't think about is, you know, they come back to a completely different society, a completely different, uh, right. world. Um, not just because of, you know, the fact that they're go, 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 you know, mm-hmm. you have to go kill people right now, but right. because of, you know, the camaraderie that they make right. um, and, and, and the strength of the teamwork. But, you know, it's, it's something that we don't really have anymore. And I feel like uh, it's because we don't have a goal that we're pushing towards. Or, I mean, sometimes people say an enemy, you know, uh, having a common, a common enemy. enemy yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, I you know... I don't understand why we have to have a common enemy for us to connect right. and to well, get together and be, Does it you need know, to be a, a common group? enemy? Because the other thing I think about, too, yeah. this is the way, like, 
most artistic and gayest mm-hmm. example I can find. Okay. But I thought about you and I. Well, I'm listening to yeah. this interview about this book that's about when they come home, there is no, we yeah. no longer connect to each other. So it's harder to find right. your space uh, after you've experienced. And I think about something that you and I can relate to on a very, very, very less level. But mm-hmm. the same thing, when you do theater, yeah, you work intensely for a few months together. Right. Most like some uh is like three months sometimes. And then you do your run of shows for a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's done. Yeah. Everybody worked it, hard. You yes. could only rely on each yes. other. Uh you relied on your crew, you relied on your fellow actors. Yeah. Then when you're out there in a live performance, all you have is your scene partners. Mm-hmm. It's like walking a wire. So you it's such an intense emotional time and it's so in a very small period of time. And then when it's over a lot of actors talk about there is a moment of mourning yeah, that there lasts is. somewhere there between is. one to three months where you yeah. miss that, which is yeah. why a lot of actors mm-hmm. go from one project to the other project to the other project because, because it's, it's hard to, to hop deal onto with. It. Yeah. What yeah. if I'm not, that's mm-hmm. no longer there. In another aspect, when people retire, right. you'll notice, look, uh, uh, Morley Schaefer, is mm-hmm. that who died recently? Um, I will have to look it up. Anyways, very famous reporter. One week after he retired, he passed right. away because there was, and that happens to a lot of people who do a job and they have their, their coworkers they and then deal no of longer yeah. is there that connection. Well, it gives you a And that's an interesting loss. thing you bring up because, uh, you know, if you have done theater, even if it's just, you know, community theater or in mm-hmm. high school or whatever, you have yeah. that connection and there is that missing piece. Once you're out of it, you're like, something yeah. is missing and you can't hit sucks it yeah. really sucks you um bond you do so you really do deeply even yeah. you know and i've had shows that i've hated i mm-hmm. did not like that even in that moment it was still well that it was sad that's over right. i wish i liked it more yeah because now i i'm feeling exactly. uh, how the feels um and so maybe you know maybe what we need as a society uh, and as a community, isn't a common enemy. It's a common goal, a common, you know, I think a that's common true. milestone we need mm-hmm. to reach. And why can't we all group together and forget our differences or, no, even better, embrace our differences. How about we celebrate them? And exactly. And work together despite the fact that we might disagree on how to get there. Exactly. We get there. I will say I am very fascinated uh, by... I think they all tie together. Yeah. That's, I just think it all ties together into well, yes. where have we become a society. And like you have mentioned, and I mm-hmm. think it's a valid point, that it's not that we've become a society like this. It's the fact that we, we have just been. have always been that way. I get it, but I'm not, well, I don't want to accept it. And so to not accept it, how do we be better? And so Barb actually, uh, I appreciated Barb's comment um, from Rogers mm-hmm. because High school is such a microcosm of how we interact socially and as as people. You and I have had the honor of working at Rogers yep. for a few times and getting to know some of the kids there. And I have to say, it is fascinating knowing the reputation that the mm-hmm. high school has uh, to watch these kids and to see when they're all there for one reason. They're all there because they want the, the respect that they show each other. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Barb, if you're out there and you feel like calling in and, and saying a little too, since you are always welcome to, to share your thoughts. And I would love to hear about why you think and how Rogers took on this mantra mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and embodied it. Yeah. Because I think as Americans, it's a, it's a lesson we can, I think, spread over a wider area of 
This is not how we behave here. This exactly. is not yeah, how why, we handle problems. This is the standard that we have, and mm-hmm. we will not go below it. Why haven't we reached that? And, you know, it's it's so fascinating because I feel like there have been times in our history when we have bonded over a common goal, mm-hmm. and we have been, you know, a prideful nation. We have been a very yes. respectful nation. We yes. have been... A, I mean, it's it's all been there, but now we're fighting against each other. Not that that hasn't happened before. We are tearing before. each other apart. Not that that and hasn't yes, happened before, it has, but it's just... We, yeah. why, why can't we have... You know, get rid of that. That's in the past. Leave it there. Yeah. And so... But looking in the grand scheme of things, I mean, to, to think that, you know... Uh, back way to barbaric times you know the fact that we already have so much more social construct thinking in the evolution uh of our society and as a human species and as a human uh community i think that we have gone a long way because we have all these things now whereas before it was oh well you you know you took my uh whatever my my hunt i'm going to kill you now that's Mm -hmm. just how it goes you know, and so I think we have all these social cons- constructs that we've created. We just have to learn how do we use them, and we can't well, stop learning. And how we do can't we stop? Them? We can't stop learning. We can't well, stop. I mean, just accepting it. To take know? it back to the speech that uh, Obama did over yeah. in Hiroshima um, at the site of the atomic bomb, mm-hmm. when he says, "Okay, we have grown, like you say, so much technologically. Oh my gosh, so many yeah. advances. But at the same time, if we don't take, if we don't have a moral revolution." That is at the same pace. Mm-hmm. That is where we will fall back into right. rediscovering yeah. that we're just really good at destroying ourselves. We are. You know, yeah. I mean, we talked uh, a little bit ago about the, the physicist who spoke about how we are a very young society and we really are in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. and how the only way to get to those next levels is to first figure out how to survive ourselves, right. how not to destroy ourselves, because you really do come to the moment in time where that's your decision. Yeah. So you can decide to keep fighting. You can decide to build walls. Yeah. You can decide not to work together. You can be Trump or you can be Putin. And right now, I think they're pretty much the same. Um, or how do we build from what we've got and how do we be better? Mm-hmm. And I don't think we focus a lot on how can we be better Better. Mm -hmm. and i think that's where it breaks down why can it be an election about let's take the good things Mm -hmm. about what our current president has done and how can we build from those good things and how can we create new good things instead of all we're really concerned about is how can i be better than you right how can i beat you how can my party be you know it feels like a popularity contest where it's in prom and you're in high school sure yeah it doesn't matter and not only that but it's why are you worse than me too too. Yeah, it's oh, a lot really of that. I mean, it's it's both. You you kind of and it is a popularity contest. And even within our, uh, you know, the the same party within the Democratic Party, we're fighting each other, tearing each other apart. And while there are good conversations to have, there are good things to learn. There are mm-hmm. good things to accept about both sides of the things. We can't tear each other apart. No, because it's not destruction. In only the, exactly begets destruction. In the end, period, we're going to have to unite. And, exactly. f- and figure it out. And well, figure we, it out. We had a, an interesting conversation with a colleague this week, and it was about what happens mm-hmm. if it's not everybody. Listen, we don't. Everybody knows our politics. You know, we are very. We support Bernie. Yeah. We're there. I don't hate Hillary Clinton by any means, and I know a lot of people do. Do I? I still feel the better candidate is Bernie. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, we were asked point blank by our colleague, "What happens if Hillary's the nomination?" And do we believe? that Bernie is going to, will never be able to support her. Yeah. My thought of the that matter is, 
we have to support. Yes. We have to come together and yeah. support and find a way to make what it Michelangelo Sr. really said it on our program. How do we require our candidate to be the best and the mm-hmm. better human being and the most that that human being can right. be? Because if it is Hillary, the fact is it can't be Trump. No. So we have got to come together. If it's Bernie, I'm there. Yeah. If it's not, I believe still there. wholeheartedly that still Bernie there. is going to yeah. support in the end. Yeah. I don't believe he has any reason to get out yet. No. And but it, in the, when it push comes to shove, I think either one of them would support the other if the nominee went absolutely. To them. And that's and that's exactly how it has to be. And that has to transcend to everybody. We can't mm-hmm. do the whole. Well, if it's not you know Hillary, I'm not going. If it's right. not Bernie, I'm not going. You have to you have to unite and you know take responsibility for that. And I think the other thing. So in the New York Times, I read mm-hmm. it a lot. Uh, their latest article is about: Do we hold our candidates to a high to enough standard? Different. Well, not only do we. Do we not hold them to a higher standard? But do we mm-hmm. hold them to different standards when it comes to honesty? Right. Do we hold Hillary, because she's a woman, to a different standard than we hold Trump because he's a man? Because let's face it, I'm not saying that I have believed everything that she has said. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, are you telling me that Trump, everything he says is gold? I mean, right now there's a lawsuit going on yeah. for Trump school, and they have to release a lot of the documents now that he fought against. The fact is, they people yeah. lie. Yeah. And so are we holding her like we have made her the evil villain? And so has media everywhere. So are we holding her to a different standard and we just laugh about crazy Trump? Here's the thing. I don't think we're I don't think a lot of people are holding Trump to any standard. That's what I think. I too. don't think that there's any standard set for him. For some people, for us, of course, the standard is is high enough that there he's not on the scale. No. He doesn't fall anywhere on there. And so I think there is a, obviously a different standard. Uh as far as I, I feel like if we compared uh even Bernie to Hillary the standard there is a lot more level, I think, and I think that the standard is pretty, pretty much on the same pace because mm-hmm. you know we will find things. Oh, you know, and and it's probably because they fight against each other so much. Um, you know, we'll find things that okay, well, we have to hold Bernie to the standard. What are you going to do? How are you going to make mm-hmm. this? And we demand that from him just as much as we would from Hillary. Mm-hmm. And so, while I think you're absolutely right, we need to make sure that it's not different. And there's another right. side to this uh, that uh, the article that you talked about. But the standard does have to be the same um, across the board. Yeah. You can't just pick favorites and, and say, does, well, you right. are not as and great. And here's the thing. You know? It isn't. No. Yeah. It won't be. And the only way it it will be is if you as an individual decide on your own that I'm going to turn off whatever mm-hmm. noise around me is telling me what to think. And I'm going to look and see what I think. Yeah. It's the only way it's, you know, it's we have to stop and take 10 seconds, count to 10 and breathe Mm -hmm. and then look at it from a new pair of eyes. Because I feel like we work each other up into a frenzy. Right. And that's how things like uh, violence can happen at a a political rally. Yeah. Um, That's how we can think that it's okay because I really think what Trump's really good at is riling the crowd up. Mm-hmm. He talks about a lot of fear words. He uses a lot of fear words. Yes, a lot he of them. Get, he's very good at bravado, and so he's loud mm-hmm. and in your face. Mm-hmm. So he's fired up the crowd, and so then they're only operating off of emotion, and there's no logic at all. Right. It's just emotion. Right. And that's how 
we as what I would like to think of as a majority, logical, insane mm-hmm. society have risen this man to the top of the crop who yeah. can say to a president who is giving this beautiful speech about how we as human beings need to grow and need to learn and need to care for each other and is saying how it's the worst thing he's ever heard in his life. There is something wrong, and it's because he works very well in that I'm going to work you up and make you believe what I'm saying is truth because he speaks with such confidence. Right. And it's not. I mean, he had Sarah Palin introduce him at a recent rally that just happened. It was after the the speech uh, on Hiroshima. And she basically started calling out things that the president had lied about in the speech, or not lied about, but said, like she mm-hmm. he had called uh, disrespect for veterans or anything, everything that didn't happen. Right. But she's saying it with such, and no one's out there fact checking. No, that of then all not. of a sudden they're they're frenzied up and they think it's true. Yeah, we've got to remember. Mm-hmm who we are yeah and we've got to remember to breathe and it's not about these because it's a circus Mm -hmm. it's not about these circus leaders it's about us taking personal responsibility for ourselves and if if each of us would do that i do believe things would change if we said that is not how we behave here that is not how we ought we act here if each of us could internalize that to ourselves I think a lot more would change. It is scary to watch what's going on, and it makes me extremely sad. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, because we have let ourselves do this. And you're right. It is. We have, we've made that choice. Yes. We have, and we have gotten this far. So let's start yeah. reversing. And it's about let's time. be honest. First of all, yes, there is a big responsibility in media. Mm-hmm. But don't let knowing... All the players involved make yeah. it not be yours. Because and somehow here, here's the thing: media responds to you know to ratings, and yeah, ratings are to how popular yes. it is. You you are making that thing popular. I mean, when you give somebody you know their ratings, their popularity, yeah. you are you are choosing to do and, that. You are putting yes. your vote in. Like yes. we always say, money is 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 your vote. Yeah, and you know at this point, views are your vote it's too. It's true because it, the media it's, will it's works. right now. They get the most viewing mm-hmm. from the most violent, right? So and that they get the most ratings because we have insi- as individuals yeah. have bought into it yes. and given that ratings. So it's the circle of life, people. Yeah. So it's not just the media's problem. It's not just the the leaders of this world's problem mm-hmm. it is our problem as well because it's a cycle that we someone has to break and that yeah. only comes from personal responsibility only right. right and i'm sorry i just had to go off on that rant. yeah well you know <laughs> i i think that's important uh let's take a song break and then come back and kind of finish up a little bit more conversation with you guys this is going to be frankie val uh with grease you are back with kyrs medical Lake spokane 88.1 and 92.3 fm this is outspoken outspoken is the word and by that the is. way who sang that song uh, Frankie Valley. There you are. That's what, what? I thought it was. That's, that's I, I had forgotten. Place. No, I totally forgot what it was. I need you to remind <laughs> me. Uh, Frankie Valley, Greece. Great movie. We've been letting Houston, the illustrious, amazing intern that we love so much. He's been picking the music. And what I love about when Houston picks music is it's all over the board. And yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Like, I love that Greece was part of our... Cause he loves the song. I love the song, yeah. right, Houston? Yeah, yeah See, I love that song. He loves that oh, song. So good, mm-hmm. so good. We also discussed that the sequel, maybe not so much. I think, and here's the thing about sequels: maybe don't 
That's that's <laughs> kind of it. Most of the time, most I would of the say time, ninety percent, point nine percent of the wow, time. Wow, you are a lot harsher about it. Ninety percent right? of the time, yeah, I think. And then no there's a very small margin where it's like, what's okay? The, okay what? L- let's just go into this. What is the best sequel? Oh, I don't the know. But can I tell you the best go ahead. movie that always needs sequels is James Bond. James Bond. That's always because it's not a sequel. That's a series of movies. Right. That's different. I don't that's know. Like I feel a, like it's a sequel series. Well, I, I think. I, I think after a while, it's just se- it's series. Okay, a sequel is like one or two or three. Right. Okay. What is but the when best there's like, se- sequel? I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Are you listening? You're gonna say it's the squeakle to Alpha. No. First of all, Toy Story <laughs> two, amazing sequel. Actually, yes. Better than I, the first one, I would say. I have not heard three, seen three, but I hear three, three is, is amazing. Three is so good. Right. Make you cry. And Monsters Inc. two. So let's just say Pixar that. is doing pretty good sequels yeah, minus Cars good. two. I've let's enjoyed Shrek. Get that one. I've enjoyed yeah. that. Shrek two was fine. Shrek three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten was not so Gets much. Out of hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I I'll tell you there there are two sequels out there or 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 series of films that drive me up the wall. Fast and Furious Seven. Why have there been seven <sighs> movies about people racing because, cars? Right. The first two was enough. Because Vin Diesel needs something. To enough. Do. Thank you. That's why. And also Ice Age. Hello. The Ice Age is over by the time you watch all of them. I was just going to say that because you know what I just watched was Ice Age 3. You did. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. It came out like 10 years ago or something. They're on Ice Age 7 or something like that. Why is this happening? Why is this going on? I don't know. I think it's a stretch that the Ice Age is happening above and below them. Dinosaurs are just going on as if nothing happened. And then there's volcanoes. I just not buying it. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. The most most recent one is coming out this summer. There's another one? There's another one called... The final meltdown, or something like that. I did not he- he- remember. Okay, whenever, so this is the final one. I I no. Hope. Whenever a no. Hollywood a thing comes out with a final anything, I just think of Cher, who had her <laughs> final tour that lasted for decade. Yeah, and like then, it did. And she was always touring. final concert. Always, it was yeah. always fun. Now Cher can do a final concert for the yeah. rest of the world because yeah. I love her. But let's be honest, Cher. I mean, let's just right. step up and be like, I'm just kidding. It's not really my final one. I have 18 more shows. I'll be all over the country, and then we'll have more. Yeah. I mean, it's just never mm-hmm. ending. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. And we another, here's another one. Yes. Star Wars. Let's okay, forget now. Let's be forget careful. the first, second, Boom. and third episodes. Yes, let's. Let's forget the prequels. But none of the prequels. Ever none happened. of the prequels. We need to redo them with J.J. Yes. Abrams. Or at the, just at the wheel. not do them. Let's just move on. Like we've thank done. you. Okay, let's move on. And because we've done that, now. doing these episodes that are coming out now. I first, love I gotta it. say the brand new one. Loved it. Yes, fell thank in love you. with it. Thank love you. how he. Di- first of all, I love him because J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams is amazing. Is amazing. Yeah. When he touches something, it's gold. It is. The and new Star Trek's coming out. I'm just new saying, Star Trek's I coming might out. Die That's going to be good. Bit. This I thought the second Star Trek was so much better than the first movie. I thought I so. Thought both of them, I loved. I loved both of them. The second one was better because of Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, anything with Benedict. There Cumberbatch you go. That's all I already I say. Yeah, already. He better. was an amazing, amazing con. <laughs> okay, we had to get off on on that because of the amazing. So- look what you did, Houston. No, this yeah, is amazing. Amazing. It's great. Song choice. Yeah, <laughs> you have inspired. All because of that. Yeah, all thank you, Grease by um, Frankie Valli. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. And so here's the thing. So we digress. We So we have had a, a huge political conversation about the importance of personal responsibility. And one of the things we want to talk about, we talk to, listen, we have some pretty cool guests that come on our show and we're very thankful for them. And sometimes we learn things. 
Yes. Sometimes. I mean, let's not get, Sometimes. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. But one of our favorite guests, of course, our recurring guest, Damon L. Jacobs, is a, a relationship therapist out of Manhattan. And we love him, yes. So he teaches us things. And, and so in our group, we try to put them. So he talks about yep. relationships, which really mm-hmm. is... In the grand scheme of things, everything is a relationship. Yeah, yeah. We our relationship it. to our leaders, mm-hmm. our relationship to each other. Yeah. And one of the things he says is we do not rationally or logically approach each other. No. We don't. No. When we go into a conversation, I have five assumptions, bare minimum, mm-hmm. about whoever I'm going into it with mm-hmm. and what I already think. Yeah. Already there. Yeah, you have your bias and your perspective yes. always. And always. we do tend to go negative. Yeah. With each other. Right. And he, I've been reading his book. I do enjoy it very mm-hmm. much. And Rational he talks relating. about. It's amazing, yeah. guys. Read it. Yes. He talks about, first of all, stepping back and approaching everything in life. Yeah. From that basis of love, uh, that basis of kindness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That basis of just, I don't know all the answers. And then learning mm-hmm. from there. I think it's the same way. Yes. Well, and he has five pillars of this rational relating mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of builds your house. Uh, the, I mean, compassion, compromise, things like that are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, responsibility is one of them. Is one and of them. I think that's such a huge thing is, you know, whatever relationship you're in, uh, whoever you're dealing with, uh, taking responsibility for what is yours and what's mm-hmm. on your side is important. And I've been I've been struggling with that, guys. I've been struggling with a real... I, and really? I think we all have. Yeah, um, we all we're do. Taking yeah. responsibility. It's hard. It's hard to say, you know what, that... My bad. That's right. on me. That's so hard to do. Because I would much rather be right and mad. It, righteous. Self-righteous oh. indignation. Well, and here's the thing. The I, I, and I've been, I've been <laughs> reading a lot about this because it's fascinating to me. I think in that anger and in that kind of like, I'm Ryan, you're wrong, and I'm so mad at you, we find the adrenaline and get addicted to it. Because I find myself going to that place yes. more often than I ever need to. And can we so, talk about what we just spoke about a little bit crazy. ago, of getting riled up? Yeah, And how it's up. easy to get lost in that emotion, to become addicted to that, and to have mm-hmm. illogical outcomes, irrational behavior, right, you and can't, violence you can can't come out of it. that. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it's a fight or flight, exactly. and a lot of the times it's the fight. Well, yes, and uh, one of the things that has that drew me to doing our show so long ago now was I had not I have not been an interviewer. Mm-hmm. I don't interview people. That's not something that I was dreaming about doing. Yeah, but I find it fascinating because I find people fascinating. Yes. I find the questions, yeah. and one of the things uh, that works with being a rational voter and a thinking voter is this thought of not only approaching, as Damon Jacobs would say, with this non-biased mm-hmm. approach, this approach of love and no assumptions, but this thought of then the second question is going to be, now I'm going to inquire. Yeah. Now I'm going to make questions out of my own head, yeah. ask what I want to know information for, take that information gotta learn and about build it. from yes. there. Yeah. So I think that we don't do that. No. That's part of being an educated voter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, instead of listening to all the 5,000 news sources that yes. tell me what I want to hear yes. or the worst pieces of everything, yeah. my questions are this about this issue. I'm going to go find those answers. Right. And if it's a, a candidate, I want to find out what they actually think about yeah. that, not what someone tells me that they think about that. And then in those inquiries, I am going to find out how to rationally and logically mm-hmm. make a good decision, decision to have personal integrity and personal responsibility. Yeah. And I think if we can take these very things that we talk about every week, we're having Damon uh, on next week. Yes. If we take these very concepts that we use in interpersonal communication and interpersonal relationships, Mm -hmm. why can't we... Put those on a broader. Why level. shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, we we can, and we, you know, 
we we should we, we should, should do it because I do think yeah within those moments of just practicing in our daily lives we may be able yeah. to be better and than we are today you know yeah and we talk about it starts on the small scale it does, um, yeah. you know uh, a candle can start a forest fire what was that <laughs> yeah it takes but the light of just one candle to ignite a blaze there you go you're welcome twenty four year old Jonathan. <laughs> That's what he said so long ago. So, uh, you know, I think that we should all light our own candles. I do. Uh, and But seriously, you know, start with yourself. Um, get out there. Get this book. Get Rational Relating. Do it. Because you'll learn how to deal with your coworkers, your family, mm-hmm. your brother that you can't ever get along with kind of thing. Right? You know, your anybody, your roommates, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, everybody. Yes. You can learn to get along because with people. Because we need to learn again. Yeah, how to relate to each other. We talk yes. a lot on this show about how we have stopped connecting as a society. Oh, yeah, I mean, we talked yeah. about the soldiers coming home and not finding a community any longer. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And I know when I talk to you a lot, I notice, you know, we very rarely talk about our age gap, but I do know it's our age gap in, in one thing, which is you are way more willing to uh, be adventurous and meet new people hmm. than I am. And I used to be that way. Sure. I used to love people. Now I find it's very easy for me to go love, like, me and my dog. I don't want to talk <laughs> to new people. But it's oh, truth gosh, because yeah. as we get older, we just decide, you know what, I really don't. But that's the problem. Yeah. We need to force ourselves to have relationships mm-hmm. with other people, to Find out how to live together, to be gracious. And I do think it's an art form that we lose as we get older because, let's face it, it's true, world can be harsh, but it doesn't... We all need to have Jane Lynch's view, which is enjoy this moment and be grateful. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think we've forgotten that. And watching videos Mm -hmm. that I had to... That I made myself watch this week is the easiest way to lose, (laughs) lose any desire to want to talk to anyone. But it also makes you realize there's a problem. Yes. And I took, because how can two people watch the same thing, watch uh, President Obama do a speech that is just a beautiful speech at uh, the memorial in Hiroshima? Um, How can two people watch that and I see, oh, what a beautiful statement. You know, we learned this about ourselves. We must be better uh, and we must connect to each other. And then someone else watch it and be like, it was the worst thing. It was the, I have never seen anything more. Yeah. One uh, article actually called it the most disgusting speech they had ever seen. And I'm like, okay, first how, of all, I'm yeah. an extremist, but hello. That's very extreme. That's an yeah. extreme that's view. That's so And how do you yeah. all you see? Because that's all you want to see. Well, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm going to give you a challenge this week is okay. to make sure when you're looking at news and watching videos, find the positive things. So don't watch the news I normally so do. So <laughs> don't watch the news you normally do. Or if you do, if you see something, oh, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be negative. Right. Skim through I it or think... skip it altogether and find the thing that's like, oh, finally, there's success. I mean, today uh, it was announced that in Canada, the conservative parties finally stopped fighting against LGBT rights and said, we're done. Yes. We're putting it to bed. It's Beautiful. here. We're moving on. Positive news. Oh, think of how much energy they can spend on other things. Wow. Oh, my, and money and people's mm-hmm. time. And, exactly. Uh, absolutely. So, exactly. you know, well, there I are things that going on out that's there. That's a worthy focus challenge. Yeah. To everybody who's listening. Everybody. Worthy challenge. I uh, very much enjoyed Dr. Andrew Wheel. And one yep. of the things he says, he did the, the famous book, Eight Weeks to Optimum Health. Right. Um, one of the things he says is, take a news break. Do it. Take two days of your week. Mm-hmm. Take a news break. Why don't you just spend time, you know, with yourself? Go to nature. Bring flowers in. But make two days about beauty and not about the ugly. Yeah. Do that. 
and then let's move forward. And I have my challenge to myself is I'm going to talk to people that I don't know. Do it. Look also at that. do that because it's important that we remember. Yes. We remember why we are here, you know, as human beings. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's very important. This has been your Oprah get to Get to your roots. Your Oprah from the gay Oprah. <laughs> Gopra. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this has been Outspoken. And it's the Backward Show. We've had a lot of fun on the Backward Show. We ended yes. with the dish. Yeah. We had Jane Lynch, the one and only headliner of mm-hmm. the show in the first hour. Or as sometimes Siri likes to call her, Jane Lunch. Jane Lunch. Jane Lunch yes. is fun, too. Jane Lunch. Uh, remember, if you want to see Jane Lynch, see Jane Sing, which is her cabaret show, coming to the Northwest. Yes. She's going to be on the 1st of June. She's going to be in Portland. And the 2nd and 3rd, which is this weekend. It is. She's going to be at the Triple Door in Seattle. In we Seattle. are going to be there. Yeah. Because I cannot wait to see the show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of fun. It will be. Um, so go and do that. But we also have some challenges Sergey's put out. First of all, yeah, you have been an amazing cheerleader. So Jonathan's going to go through the second week. Oh, look at you. Just You're going to do it. Honestly, it has to be yeah. for life, but oh, you know, yeah. you got to take it a moment at a time. Yeah, you know. Uh, second week, but also challenge for everybody out there. Take a news break. Take two days. Yeah. A weekend in the middle of your week. Whatever. Mm-hmm. No news. Yeah. Don't do news. All right. Well, Let that it... wasn't the challenge, but that's a good challenge, too. Uh, but we said it after. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Just calling you out. I love it. Okay, your so, face. Uh, um, yeah. That, please do that because you need to, you mm-hmm. need to have that break. I and then you had a personal challenge. Oh, I'm going to talk to people I don't there know. You go. Look at I'm going to actually go to coffee yeah. with just somebody who wants to be my friend. Because, you know, I automatically am skeptical. Yeah. Why? There you go. Yeah, what well. do you want from me? What's going on? <laughs> Which What's is happening? so true. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But there you go. Yeah. And then uh, we will be back next week with more Outspoken Fun. I know. Houston hey, Damon. Here. Damon's back, back. so get your questions in. Relationship questions, Houston. Uh, Girl problem questions, Houston. Uh, (laughs) We have the man for the job. We do. But if any of you want to bring in your questions, uh, you can send them either to us on Facebook or you can send them to producer at hotmesssunday.com. Send us your questions. Uh, Actual licensed therapist is willing to answer them. He is. Send them to us. We're excited. Yeah. That's all we got for you. I know. Till next time. (laughs) 